because if you followed any of us, any of our social media postings this week, you, you saw that today I was gonna unveil our word for the year. Oh man, and I loved watching the chatter this week. Some of you guys took some jabs and stabs at it. I I shared with you last week in the first service, somebody said gumbo and it's not gumbo this, this year. Somebody said expectancy, that's a good word. Somebody said unstoppable, and I was like, man, maybe I ought to reconsider, Lord, what you're speaking to us. It's awesome, but, but, but we operate kind of on a word for the year each year here at 1910, and it kind of sets the, a trajectory for us as, as a leadership team and in and, 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 and the way we coordinate and, and plan our ministry approaches, uh, uh, our prayer focuses, things of that such as last year, the word was relentless, right? And uh, we, we, we said that we're gonna be relentless in, in spiritual growth and in, in community influence and in leadership development, and, and we, 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 we went aboard, above and beyond, overboard with those types of things this last year. Well, this year, I believe that there's a, there's a word that God has for us and, 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 and that I believe is really gonna, again, set us, what I believe is on a, on a trajectory that if we will allow God to do what he wants to do this year, uh, th- this will be the best year in the history of our church, 13 years now. And, and I believe if you will let God do this in you this year, this will be the best year of your life. How, is anybody out there? Hello, <laughs> Bueller, Bueller, right? Uh, th- this could be, uh, the, I thought you might get a little excited about that. Um, this is really bad right now. And so uh, Lord, you can do this, I know. Uh, but, but I believe that this is, is, is what, what we need individually, that this is, is what I believe our church needs, and, and, and this is, is, is what I believe will happen in our culture whenever the believers and the church allow the Spirit of God to do this in them. Are you ready? Pull out your journals, your washi tape, and your little cute ballpoint pens. Here we go. The word for the year is the word transformation. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, you woke up. That's good. Thank you. Didn't know if you were with me, but that's good. The word transformation. The word transformation. I believe that that's what we need the most individually, from a church perspective, but also what our cities in which we live in need to see the most. You know, when you... When you look up the word transformation, here's, here's how it's defined in, in the dictionary. It is a thorough or dramatic change in form or appearance. Now listen, we are people, we are a culture that understands transformation. In fact, there are some people in our culture today that go to great extremes and lengths for, for transformation to take place in their lives, physically. We know that there, there are many that, 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 that undergo maybe surgical procedures or, or embrace a new eating program or a, a new fitness regime because we love the idea that, you know what, I don't have to stay the same Fred Flintstone looking dude that I used to be, but with a little injection here or there or cutting nip tuck or that sculpt away, I don't know how that works. Uh, I just know that, 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 that I, there is potential for me that I can change, there could be a transformation take place in my life, right? Some of us go to, to hair salons and, and with just about an hour and a half and about 125 bucks, you can change your hair color. 
Now, if you're a dude and you do that, we're gonna have a time of prayer and confession at the end of our service today. and Just bring that man card and leave it on the altar of the Lord today, right? Transformation. We're always trying to say, hey, how can I... Uh, change my financial situation? How can I change my dating situation? And I'm gonna sign up for Farmers Only and Tinder and I'm gonna swipe right and left and blah. I mean, we're all, we, are, we are culture consumed with transformation. I remember when I was a kid growing up, there was a, a mullet wearing tennis player by the name of Andre Agassi. And he made, <laughs> come on. Now, if you're a dude and wanna grow the mullet, now that's a different story, that'd be awesome. But he said, image is everything. And we aren't, we eat up with that. We are eat up with image. And a lot of us today are longing for transformation in so many shapes and forms and sizes. I, I, I believe that this is a great word for us to consider about, it, it's what the spirit of God wants to do in your life. Did you know that? Your love's too good to leave me here was a phrase that we just repeated time and time again in a new song that we just sang. You, 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 you know that God loves you greatly, correct? But he doesn't want you to stay in the same place you are today. In fact, I, I'm excited to see how come September 29th of 2020, how your life is gonna be transformed and changed as a result of what you're gonna allow the Spirit of God to do in you over the next 12 months. Now, you need to understand and know something. The, 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 the depth and the extent of transformation that God wants to do in us is solely dependent upon you and to what level you will allow His Spirit to transform you. He does it, but you've gotta let Him. Are you with me there, right? Parents, you teach your kids to not do something, but they still have to make the choice whether or not they're going to obey, correct? And sometimes they don't, right? Anybody's kids just crazy and don't ever listen to you? Let me hear you clap right now. Come on. Amen. Anybody just want to leave them with us the rest of the day and let us cast out a demon or two and cleanse them? Just kidding. You were like that, right? There's no such thing as a bad kid, only bad parents. Anyway, that's a different story. Family dedication is what day? I'm sorry. I'm not preaching that day, evidently. They didn't like that. But anyway, the transformation is what God has for everyone in this room here today. So I'm not preaching to just the uber spiritual or for the person who's an atheist or agnostic here today. This is something that all of us, this is God's plan and God's desire for us. A transformation, a thorough or dramatic change in form or appearance. Now, that's why this church exists, I want you to know. We exist as a place of transformation. In fact, I will say this, if, if a church is not experiencing transformation, it's not a church, it's a country club. Because here's what I believe, that when the people of God show up and we've ushered and, 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 and invited his presence to have his way in us, transformation will be a byproduct in that house. It will happen. When you invite the presence of God to show up and you let him have his way in your life, I'm telling you, transformation and change will take place when that is your heart's desire. But I know that in a place, not only in this room, but in places of, of worship all around our world, that there will be people gathered together today and transformation will not take place. 
There will be people, and maybe you're listening here today online or in person, and, and you're just here because you've just been taught, man, on Sundays, you better do this if there's any hopes of God loving you. First of all, that is a lie. Um, there's nothing you can do to earn God's love. There's nothing, you, 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 you can't go enough, you can't give enough, you can't memorize enough in order to make God love you. Can I, we just settle something right now? God is love and that's just what he does. You may not love him right now, but he loves you and you can't change that. Anyway, I know that there'll be people gathered today and there'll be people that will even sing the songs that worship leaders and choirs and, and teams lead today. There might even somebody lift, lift their hands today. There, there, there are gonna be great sermons preached in houses all around the globe today, but there won't be any transformation take place. And it's not that the spirit of God is not present. He want, he's everywhere. Come on, guys. The spirit is everywhere, right? And so, but, but, but to what level will you allow the spirit to show up in your life today and transform and change you. He wants to. He wants to do something new in you. And, and let me just echo something that Pastor Chach said. Man, what, hey, aren't we blessed? Is, is he not awesome? Don't you love Pastor Chach? Okay. But I love what he said earlier about, uh, uh, about you know, you're not too far gone and the, the building's not gonna burn down or we hear those things all the time. Let me just remind you that, 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 that if that's you and that's your mindset, that transformation can come upon anyone's life. Moses was a murderer, but yet he became Moses the deliverer. Abraham, once he believed in God, pagan Abram became Abraham, the father of many nations. Paul became, or Saul became Paul. Greatest persecutor of the church becomes the greatest preacher and apostle, leader. David, a shepherd, come on, becomes a giant killer and a king. Zacchaeus, the tax collector, becomes, oh, the grace benefactor when Jesus shows. You're not too far gone. And when you allow the spirit of God to show up in your life, <clears throat> he will change you. That's what salvation does. It transforms us. It changes us. In fact, in scripture, do you not know that, 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 that the Bible says that, that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. We're gonna look at that in a few moments, but this is, I did that. The old things have passed away and you've been made new. And that's the story of the Bible. The, 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 the Bible in a nutshell is this, God created and it was all good. Man shows up and does what man does, screws it up. But God loves his creation so much that he sets a plan in motion to, to redeem and restore that which was broken and sinful and ugly. And he sends his one and only son by the name of Jesus to become the, the, the sacrifice for our waywardness and our sinfulness. You see, because the, the, the penalty for sinfulness in the presence of a holy God is death. That's what we deserve. Ah, uh, but I told you, God is love. And he sends his son Jesus to die for us so that we don't have to pay the penalty of death for our sinfulness. 
And once a person believes upon Jesus Christ and asks him for the forgiveness of sins, his spirit is planted within that individual and it begins to transform and change a person, or it should. That person shouldn't live the way they used to, but it changes us. And that power that raised Christ from the dead now lives within that person. And that person is sent out in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ to go and tell the, tra- the transformation and the change that's taken place in their life. And the promise is, I will be with you always to the ends of the, war- of the age. I want you to go and, and make disciples and I want you to baptize. And oh, make no mistake about it. I will return one day. And all of those that belong to me that are in Christ will be called to glory and spend eternity with me one day worshiping and celebrating in the presence of God the Father. I just gave you the Bible. How was that? But it's true, isn't it? Now there's a lot of other stuff in between, but that's the message. There ought to be a transformation. It's the, 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 the Bible is a story of change. It's a story of transformation. Things change from God's original plan and design, but yet he redeemed it and is redeeming it and making it oh, exactly what he wants it to be. Amen? But this transformation and this change that God wants to bring in your life can only be accomplished by a work of the Holy Spirit in you. You can't work hard enough. I've already said that. And some of us have been taught that in church, haven't we? That if I just work harder, that will earn God's love and favor. Or if I go more, if I give more, if I memorize more or serve more, if I, if I do the, the certain steps or, 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 or whatever, that, that, that ritual or routine is, is surely, the more I do that will surely make me right in the presence of God. No. What makes you right is what you do with Jesus and his death on the cross. And will you humbly receive him and allow him to come in and transform and change you? It's the spirit of Christ that transforms and changes a person. Can I prove that to you through scripture? Anybody afraid of the Bible? We're not, and we're gonna read it. But look what the spirit of God does in in 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and we reflect the glory of the Lord. Let me stop right there. All of us who have had the veil removed, what does that mean? You see, before I was in Christ, the imagery is I was blinded. I couldn't see the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the, and the life, right? Uh, and, and I, before Jesus, before I, I, I let Jesus come in, I couldn't see that. And I lived my own way of living and I did the things I wanted to do. And I was the man and, and I was in charge. But I'm telling you, when I humbled myself and said yes to Jesus, check this out, that veil that had, had clouded my eyes from truly seeing what this life in Christ was like, oh man, it was now open. The veil had been removed. Are you with me? You remember what happened when Jesus died on the cross? That veil in the temple that separated people from the presence of God. What happened to that veil? It was torn in two. It was removed and it was torn from what? The top to the bottom, not the bottom to the top. If it was torn from the bottom to the top, man could have done that, right? Oh no, but from the top to the bottom, only God in heaven could do that. But he removed this veil so that we can now see. If you're saved, you can now see. 
who Jesus is in this life. But look what it says. And, and, and we reflect the glory of the Lord. Hey, let me ask you something, Christ follower, Christian. Do you reflect the glory of the Lord? Yes. When people look at you, do they see the glory of God? They should. My concern is so many of us look like the rest of the world. By the way, we're gonna just a little heads up where we're headed next week. New series next Sunday. It's called Holy Mess. Holy Mess. We are called as Christians to live a life of holiness, but we've made a mess of holiness. Instead of holiness, it looks like a holy mess in our culture today. We should reflect the glory of the Lord. Remember the passage I looked at last week in Acts chapter four, I believe it's verse 13, test me, try me. You can see if I'm, I make mistakes, but I think it's Acts 4, 13. Peter and John and the apostles were seen by the religious people as unschooled, untrained, ordinary men, but they were known as men who had been with Jesus. You see, I believe they were reflecting the glory. It had got all on them. The spirit was all on them and they were eat up with it. Okay, 2 Corinthians 3. See, all of us who have had, that was, that was a little sidebar. All of us who have had that veil removed can see and we reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Who changes us more into the image of the Lord? His spirit does. It's not us. And if you want transformation to take place in your life, it will be dependent upon how much and to what extreme and what level you allow the spirit of God to transform and change you. It's up to you. You like where you're at, then don't do anything. Just stay there. But if you wanna see it, change take place, if you wanna go to a a new level with the Lord, if you wanna go a little bit deeper and get out of the shallows, I'm telling you, you can make that decision and let the spirit, woo, come on, have his way. You need not be afraid of the Holy Spirit of God. You don't need to be afraid of that. He wants to transform us and he wants to change us. And I love what it says a couple of chapters later in that same book, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and there is a new life that has begun. In the original Greek language of the New Testament, the word used for transformation was the word metamorphosis. Now, some of us probably remember, some of y'all remember, I had to research, but some of y'all remember back in the science days of of understanding and learning what metamorphosis is. Remember a a caterpillar and over the course of time, metamorphosis changing it and becomes a beautiful beautiful butterfly, correct? You you, you remember that? Is that that right? Uh, But there's there's a change and I don't know what your, but, but there's this metamorphosis that, that, that happens. And, 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 and I looked it up because I, I didn't remember that, but, but metamorphosis means it's this process of transformation. It's from, from an immature form to an adult form. I'm gonna sit down, when a pastor sits down, he's not getting real. 
My concern is that there are a lot of us in the body of Christ that are still in our immature form. And we're not, <laughs> turn the lights up, thanks God. <clears throat> we, we've not let the spirit transform us or change us. And we're still the same that we were back in third grade when I said yes to Jesus maybe. We're still living on that, 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 that bottle, the infant food, right? You know what I'm saying? The, the pureed stuff, the watered down weakened stuff. When, when, when actually, can we throw that word metamorphosis back up? When, when God wants to, to transform us from an immature form to, to more of a healthy adult form. Are, are, does that make sense to anybody? Uh, but, but, but again, the, 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 the level of transformation is totally dependent upon, upon to, to what level we'll let the Holy Spirit of God bring about the metamorphosis or the change in us. And, and, and there are no shortcuts necessarily to it. In fact, remember, if you, if you, if you cut that cocoon that, a, that, that, that a, 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 a worm or a moth or larvae is in trying to emerge, if you cut that and, and try to free it and allow it, that thing will emerge shriveled up and not fully developed because you have shortcutted the process. I don't know what transformation looks for you, what it looks like for you. I just, I just know that God wants us to move from infancy to, to full-fledged mature follower. Are you with me there? And that's what excites me about this church. And that's what excites me about this year. Paul would write it this way in the book of Romans chapter 12, beginning in verse one. I wanna read from the passage translation. He would say this, beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? Has God been good to anybody? Come on. What should be our response to that? He says, I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in, oh, there it is. Live in what? Holiness experiencing all that delights his heart for this becomes your genuine worship or expression of worship. Verse two, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Now I know that this was just a problem in Rome when Paul wrote it, right? They were jacked up, screwy people. They were imitating the ideals and opinions. This would never happen in our day and time. We've seen God do too much. We know so much more, right? But are we not living in this still today? So many of us still trying to imitate the world around us, the ideals and being sucked into their opinions says, stop that, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. We're gonna to begin to unpack that a little bit more, but, but Paul is saying for this transformation and, and, and metamorphosis or reformation, this renewing, it has to start in your mind. Guys, can I just tell you something? There is a battle taking place in your mind right now. There is a war being raged on your mind. It, it's not just a battle 
uh, this is a battle for control of the way you think because you know what happens? Sin starts as a thought that leads, if not dealt with, to an action. I don't think anybody just says, you know what, Dad, coming today, I'm just gonna jump, I'm just gonna sin, 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 sin. No, it has started with a thought somewhere that the enemy's planted through maybe something you watched or listened to, through maybe the words or something that you see somebody propagating in our culture today, right? There's been something planted there by the enemy and there is a battle for the control of your mind. That's why Paul says, hey, you will be transformed by the renewing or the reformation of your mind, the way you think. Some of us today, we need to ask the Holy Spirit of God to help us push the delete button and for us to be, begin to reprogram and put new data in. What data? Oh, can I just tell you what I think you need? I think you need this. You know how, how renewing of your mind will take place? Some of us need to get rid of all the mess of the world and we need to get the word of God in there. We, we need that. We, we, we need this. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. That's in the Bible. That's in there. Teenager, you want to make good decisions? Do what God says. Live according to his word. Old people, you want to make good decisions? You need the same thing. You need the word of God. Let it renew your mind. Colossians 3, verse 2. Is that correct? I said it in the first service. I think Colossians 3, 2 says this. Set your mind on things above and not of the earth. Some of us need to quit being cellar dwellers and we need to move it on up to the east side, to the deluxe apartment in the sky. Are you with me there? We need to set our mind on things above. Hey, don't just read the word of God. Hey, stand up real quick. We got to go. Ezra's been up here like, gosh, I don't know any more chords. Sorry, Ezra. You're doing awesome. Those glasses, are, are those real or are they fakies? They're real? All right. You look great. Hey, not only do we need to re read the word of God, but check this out. You need to do what it says. Don't be hearers of the word only, but doers. Doers. Take the word of God. Let it resonate in your mind. Think about it, but then apply it and make it a part of your life. We got to go, but there is one more slide and I can't expand on this, but this is good on its own. Ministry team, will you guys come join me down front right now? Our prayer ministry. Hey, Lori, thanks for jumping out. You're eager. Thank you. Thank you for that. Here's what I believe about this word transformation. It's what Jesus came for. He came for heart transformation, not behavior modification. And so many of us are just about, hey, we just need to change his ways. We just need you to act right. Now, listen, I'll tell you what, G Jesus wants to change your heart. He wants to change your heart because out of the heart, the heart, scripture says, is the wellspring of life. The heart is the, you, you know, without your heart, you die, right? The heart for us physically as humans is important, correct? Anybody here today without a heart? Uh, don't answer that. Some of you don't have a heart, but you have one. It's, anyway, it's just a different story. The heart is key. And 
I'm telling you, this transformation that Jesus wants to bring, the heart is key and he wants to change your heart today. For someone listening today, once you start by this, letting Jesus come into your heart for the very first time, why don't you say yes to Jesus? You need not be afraid of what Jesus has for you. Come on, he's got great things. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, right? He, he, he said, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Come on, those are promises that he had. You need not be afraid of Jesus. Let him come in and transform and change you. Give him your heart today. And let this metamorphosis, the old, gone, new, come. Today, our ministry team is gonna stand down front here and we're ready to pray with you. Maybe over that. Maybe today you're, you're facing something difficult and that's why we stand down here every Sunday to pray with and encourage and come alongside of you. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it is the fifth Sunday and we gave these people a breakfast taco for Mary's today, absolutely. But that's not why they come and pray down front. They pray because they believe that prayer changes things. And then no matter where you're at, God can show up in your life and change it. Father, I wanna thank you right now in advance for the transformation that's gonna take place in this house. Lord, I, I know where I'm at with you and I know how hungry and ready. I, I want you to do something new in me this year. Come on, anybody with me? I want you to change me. I want you to, 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 to bring a metamorphosis, a transformation in my life. I don't wanna be the same a year from now than, than I am today, Father. I wanna be different. And God, I pray that for everyone listening here today, live or, or on, on, on the internet, I pray that we would all have a hunger and a desire to go a little bit deeper with you. Father, today for the person that's listening, that's broken and hurting, they seem to have no hope. I pray that they, today, today they would understand that you are their answer. That today, Father, they need you. That starts, the, the transformation starts with the heart. Lord, we set our mind on you and we allow you to take our lives and not only just save us, but to be Lord, Lordship. Lord means I give you control of my life. Lord, I, I yield it to you willingly because I know that you're good. You're pleasing. Your ways are perfect. You're for me. So God, I pray that for the person today that's wrestling and struggling, today they would completely yield themselves to you. And Father, as we leave this house today, I pray that we would reflect the glory of the Lord this week. In our words, our actions, in our comings, in our goings, the way we can conduct business and the decisions we make, the way we love our spouses and our kids, the way we, Lord, let us reflect the glory of the Lord. And may you receive the honor in Jesus' name. Everybody said, thanks guys, you're dismissed.